This week on the Docs to Dads podcast, we are back. I'm excited to be bringing you this episode from my new office at our new house in Arizona. We're going to talk about big transitions for our family that have happened in the last month and the big things ahead for this next chapter of my career and Docs to Dads. We've got a lot of catching up to do this week on the Docs to Dads podcast. Hello and welcome to the Docs to Dads podcast, a health and wellness resource for any dad looking to actively engage with their health, the health of their children, and building a stronger, healthier community around their family. Each week, Dr. Scott, a board-certified pediatrician, will explore topics relevant to child health and how dads can be an active participant in their growth, development, and other issues that affect children and the whole family. Hi there. Welcome back to the Docs to Dads podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Scott Grant. I know it's been a while. Uh, I am so excited to be back here with you. I wanted to give you guys a little bit of an update on how things are going with our move. Uh, Those of you who listened to the last episode, which was almost a whole month ago now, uh, know that my family are in the middle of a transition from our life in Michigan to a new home here in Arizona. And there is a lot going on. Uh, And I know I said in the last episode that my goal was going to be to keep up those weekly episodes and keep bringing you content and episodes, both in the email newsletter and the podcast episodes. Uh, But as the move got closer and closer, it became more obvious that I just wasn't going to be able to make time for that. So I appreciate your patience and I appreciate uh, you guys sticking with me because we had a lot of things going on uh, between packing up six years and three kids worth of stuff from our old house in Michigan, doing projects around the old house to get it officially on the market, which it is now, uh, and then getting things ready for my kids to start school this week, uh, which they did yesterday. Yesterday was their first day of school. My wife and I are starting our new jobs uh, on Monday. Uh, So there's a lot of things going on and I I just couldn't make it happen. But I do want to take a moment to say thank you to all of you who took the time to send emails, messages, encouraging us during this move. Uh, It's been a little bit of a chaotic time, uh, and those were all very well appreciated. Uh, I'm working on responding to all of them personally in turn, but uh, again, today is kind of the first day I've had to sit down and dedicate any time to this, so they are coming, but please feel the most heartfelt thank you from me for all of those nice messages and emails that you've sent, uh, and hopefully we'll be able to be in touch going forward. So this week, I wanted to talk a little bit more about uh, the move itself, what we did with the kids leading up to the move to help them uh, with the transition. You know, there's a reason why if you search sort of most stressful life events, moving ranks right up there with the death of a loved one, divorce, job loss, uh, partially because moving might increase the risk of some of these other things (laughs) at various stages because it can be such a stressful experience. It's a lot. And it particularly impacts kids who rely so much on routine to get through their days. Kids need, generally speaking, some amount of their life to be predictable. And then they can learn and grow and explore from that. But they need that sort of firm foundation of some kind of routine to get through their days. And when you're going through a move like this for our family, not only were we not sticking to their usual routines, but the toys, the clothes, the activities, the things that were part of their routines, a lot of them 
we're getting packed up and sent away or we're not able to go and do them either because we're really busy doing things around the house or now we've moved thousands of miles away from where we would do those things. Uh, and so there were many times that my kids would come and ask for a particular toy or they wanted to do a puzzle or they wanted to go to the park or whatever the case may be. And the answer was, we can't do that because we've got too many other things going on and we got to get ready for the move or because that particular toy or that puzzle or whatever it is that they wanted to do was actually already headed to the new house. Um, and that was kind of the answer that we gave a lot. It's like that animal is already on their way to the new house. That puzzle is already on its way to the new house, whether that was it's in a box ready to get packed into the moving truck or whether it might in some cases have actually been on the pod that we sent ahead. I'll talk a little bit about some of the strategy that we used during the move in a bit, but that was sort of how my kids got used to this idea uh, of the move. And, and now my kids are generally pretty adaptable. I'm really grateful for how well they tolerated so many of so much of this because it was it can be tough for them for all the reasons that I just talked about. And so I think we were lucky that they are generally pretty adaptable and that they generally accepted the explanation that that toy was on its way to the new house and they didn't make too much fuss. And we sort of tried to transition them to like, these are the things that we do have. So maybe we can find one of these things to play with, or maybe let me finish packing this box and then I can come play with you outside for a few minutes or something like that. And there were certainly plenty of times that it it bothered them. There were certainly some behavioral challenges along the way as they sort of adapted to these big changes in their routines. But we tried to be strategic in a way to sort of help them with the transition. I'll probably do a little bit more on this topic once we get sort of all the way through it. We're sort of where we are now. We are in our new house. We've been here for almost a week. We have a pod that we sent ahead with some like very basic bare bones, like a box of stuff to use in the kitchen so that we could cook and we're eating on paper plates. And we sent a sleeper sofa ahead for the kids to sleep on and a mattress that my wife and I are are sleeping on on the floor, uh, you know, just sort of bare bones operation here. So we're still waiting for all of our stuff to come and, and all of our, you know, house to sort of really fully get put together. I'll probably do a little bit more on this once we come all the way through the end and have a little bit more ability to look back on this as sort of a completed project because we're still sort of in the middle of it as we're as we're having this conversation now. And I want to sort of expand this topic a little bit, not just to moving, but sort of other big transitions and what are things that we can do to help kids, you know, whether it's a big cross-country move like we're making or whether you're in a situation where you have some of these other big stressful life events that I talked about, the death of a of a loved one uh, in your family or a divorce maybe that you're going through and you're trying to figure out how to help your kids through that. So I, I do want to sort of zoom out on this topic a little bit once I have the benefit of being all the way through it and talk a little bit more about what does the research say about this uh, and what are the different tactics that other dads have used. I might pull on some guests to help me with these conversations uh, as well because I know this is something that a lot of families deal with uh, every year. And so I do want to help with that. So as we talk about our move, I first just want to acknowledge that we were at an advantage compared to a lot of folks because our move was an intentional decision that my wife and I made to relocate our family for professional and family reasons. And so we had a lot more control over the details and, and different variables of the move than folks who are just told by their employer, like, 
hey, we're shipping you halfway across the country and you got to be out there by next month, ready, go, uh, you know, or, you know, if you're in a situation where you have, you know, a loss of income and you're having to make a transition or a move for that reason, then you, you may not have the luxury of some of the time that we had to sort of slowly acclimate our kids to the idea that we were going to relocate. So we had that time to say, we're going to stay in Michigan for one more, you know, beautiful Michigan summer and spend time with our our dear friends and the community that we had built there and avoid the record-breaking heat that was going on down here uh, in the Phoenix area uh, this summer. And we were able to move sort of as the temperatures were starting to cool off in both places. Um, and so, so we, we did that strategically both to give us time to help with the move and to help our kids get used to the idea of moving, but also just to really enjoy that one last Michigan summer before we move down here and enjoy the most beautiful parts of the year down here. One of the big things that we decided early on was that once we made the decision to move, we didn't hide it from our kids. Again, at, at this point in our, in our life, um, we have three kids aged five, three, and one. And we did not hide it from them. We discussed it fairly openly in front of them, but we didn't really like sit them down and talk to them about it in like words that they would understand until a little bit later so that it didn't tarnish too much of like the activities that we were doing uh, there to enjoy the summer. And so I think especially the older two did have some sense that there was something going on, that there was a change coming. And so when we did finally sit down and talk to them, they recognized some of the language around like, where is this place Phoenix and all of these kinds of things that we had been talking about at that point for several months. But we didn't want to burden them too much with reminders that, you know, every time they played with a particular friend, like it might be the last time. And so you want to enjoy it, right? Or if they were having a meltdown in front of a friend, like, we didn't want it to be like, do you want this to be the last memory they have of you or something like that, right? So we didn't want that to sort of tarnish any of these things. We wanted them to just be able to play with their friends and enjoy the time. And we would deal with some of the other stuff as things got a little bit later. And then to sort of help put the pieces in place, we sort of started with like, what are the big sort of bedrocks of routine that our kids are going to establish once we make this move? And so we started with a discussion of we're going to be moving from the house we're living in now to a different house. And we sort of showed them pictures of like what our new house would look like once we had sort of picked the home and made an offer and kind of did that part on our end. So that they would have an idea of like, these are the spaces and this is going to be your bedroom and we're going to take the stuff that's in your bedroom now and we're going to put it in in this room and this is going to be your new bedroom. And this is going to be the new playroom where all your toys are going to go and sort of helping them start to visualize the new spaces in our home and the way that what we had in our old house would transition into that new space and try to help them imagine what that would look like. And then the other big piece of that is school. And so we talked a little bit to our oldest, who's the only one who had been going to any kind of school formally at that point and talking to him about how he's going to go to a different school next year. And then our daughter also started school this year. And so that when she starts her new school, it'll be at the same school that that our oldest is going to as well. And the way that we sort of navigated that was with the meet the teacher. So school started down here in Arizona before 
we had moved down here, so our kids missed the first six weeks or so of school for that reason. But we were able to arrange with the teachers, um, which I'm so grateful for, uh, like virtual meet the teacher. So they set up a like a Zoom meeting, basically. And we got on there and the kids were able to like see their faces and learn their names. And then we were able to reinforce that over the next several weeks as we were getting ready for the move of like, you're going to go to a new school. And what's your teacher's name? And what are the things that you're going to learn? And we were on the email list, where they were telling us all the things that they were learning in school during those weeks. So while our kids were home with us, as we were packing and stuff, we tried to take a little bit of time you know, every day or every couple of days to at least talk about, you know, what letter are you learning about in school this week? And what are the other big, you know, topics that they're covering in school this week? So it felt like they were still part of what was going on. And then once we get here and we integrate them into school, they've already at least had conversations about the stuff that was already covered, and they don't feel hopefully too far behind. It's preschool. So I don't think any of that is too big of a deal. But I think especially if you were in a situation where you had older kids who were in sort of more formal schooling, it would probably be even more important to try to help them stay up with wherever the classes were so that when they got there, they could integrate a little bit more seamlessly and at least have some idea of where they're going. There's going to be some growing pains. There's going to be some transition. They're going to need some help with that. But the more you can help with that, um, the, the better off they're likely to be. And so those were the first two big pieces that we wanted to help them with because they're going to spend so much of their time in the new house and at the new school. And so if we could kind of help them visualize what the new routines would look like with those two places, then the rest of the details I think could start being filled in a little bit easier. And then we tried to look, the next thing is that we tried to look for moments to talk about some of the good things that were going to happen as a result of our move for our family. And so, for example, my oldest loves eating outside. And so a lot of the time during Michigan summer, it's beautiful outside. If we were going to eat, um, he would always ask, can we eat outside? Can we eat outside? We use that as an opportunity to say, you know, when we move, we're going to have a, a you know a lot more space outside in our backyard and the weather's going to be nicer for bigger chunks of the year. And we're going to be able to eat outside a lot more often. That's going to be a big part of what we can do at our new house as a way to kind of help him get excited about things that we're going to do when we get to our new house. Part of the reason why we're making this move is to be able to see family more often. So when family would come and visit, we would talk about how at our new house, it's going to be even easier for aunts and uncles and grandma and grandpa to come and visit and stay with us because we're going to have more more space in our house to be able to actually have guests who can stay with us and spend time uh, and visit without sort of our poor baby getting like kicked out of his room because our youngest sort of lived in the guest room at our old house. Uh, And so when we had guests, he would get kicked out of there and he'd have to either come into the uh, main bedroom with us or, or, you know, various ways that we worked around that. But, uh, you know, so just having more space for a family to come and visit. And so we talked about these things that are important to our families, their values for us, that time together as a family eating outside and then time with our extended family to have them come and visit and sort of having the space to be able to host that are really important to us. Um, And so talking about that as part of our move, uh, I think helped them a little bit with the transition and to understand sort of some of the why behind why we're making the move. You know, they're, they're still a little too young to really understand a lot of the nuance to that, but I hope I'm hopeful 
um, that that sort of helps them understand some of the reasons why we decided to do that. As I was thinking through other things that we did to try to help the kids with the transition, it dawned on me that a lot of these tactics are pretty similar to the road trip episode that I did during the summer about sort of taking our kids on the road trip. I'll sort of re-highlight some of the, the pieces there, but I definitely would encourage you if you're going through some sort of big transition or some sort of big event, um, that might be another useful episode to go back and listen to. It's a little more specific about road trips, but there's certainly some themes there that you could pull out. And so for us, we talked a lot about how this move was going to be an adventure for our family. And we're going to go on this adventure together and we're going to have a new place that we can explore and we're going to make new friends and we're going to do it all together as a family. My daughter in particular, it was really important to her that whenever we went to the new house, that we did it all together as a family. She was really worried that like some of us were going to go to the new house and, and, she might get forgotten or something like that, right? She's three. And so she has some, she's kind of going through that developmental period anyway. Um, and so I think it was really important to her that we continue to reassure her that we're going to do this all together as a family. And it's going to be a fun adventure that we go on all together as a family. You want to highlight the good things about the thing. So when we get there, what are the kinds of things that we're going to get to do, um, you know, similar to uh, the road trip episode where we're talking about like, where are we going and why are we driving in the car for so long? Because we're trying to get to someplace. We're on this adventure and we're going to go do this really awesome thing. Uh, and then there's just to be strategic about how you make it. So in that, in a road trip episode, we talked a little bit about taking frequent stops and being strategic about where you stop and how you do navigate that to try to help the kids, uh, you know, get through that road trip successfully. Here, it was even a bigger picture because we tried to be strategic about you know, we sent a a little pod ahead that had some of the like absolute bare necessities that we would need. But we also included that in that some of the toys that we knew the kids would like to play with when they got to the new house that would help it feel a little bit more like home if they got here and those particular toys were there that they wouldn't miss so much from the old house. And so we basically split the toys in half and tried to send about half of them ahead so they'd have some here and then leave the rest behind at the old house to play with until the, the big moving truck came. Uh, and so just being strategic about the way that you plan out the move in such a way that will help the kids have those little things um, that they need to, again, to establish those routines or to have that comfort when they need it or those kinds of things uh, can get really important. And so in addition to those sort of key tenets from the road trip episode, there's a few other thoughts that I have um, that I just will add here as kind of a final thought. And so the first is, this is a big transition. And it's a big transition for us. Like I found even as like, my wife and I were having conversations about things, we were getting stressed out about different aspects of the move, how things were going to go different projects that we wanted to get done at the house before we left different things we wanted to make sure happened once we got down here, and it got a little bit stressful. And so it's really important to just sort of give that little bit of extra grace, both to each other uh, as husband and wife, but also to our kids, because they're going to have tough moments. They're going to have moments where they realize that something is gone or that that they miss what we left behind. They're going to have some behavioral challenges as a result of that. And for the most part, the kids have been excellent, but they've definitely had their moments where there was a meltdown coming because it was just too big of a change, right? And so you just help them. And so there's going to be that little bit of regression. You know, my daughter 
the first couple of nights was waking up and like wasn't quite sure where we were because we're in this big space, but there's not any of the like normal comforts of her room yet or anything like that. Um, and so she needed to be held and reassured and and those kinds of things in a way that she doesn't normally and you wouldn't normally expect a, a three-year-old to need but because in that moment she was unsure and you just have to kind of go with it a little bit as long as it doesn't seem excessive and 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 those kinds of things and and in some cases like it's not going to be excessive like whatever she needs we're going to try to give her because she's going to need that little bit of grace uh, to get through those tough moments and then you try to maintain at least some of the basic routines, right? So we're going to, the very basic stuff, we're going to wake up and we're going to have breakfast and we're going to get our, we're going to get dressed and we're going to figure out what our plan is for the day. And then at bedtime, we're going to have dinner and we're going to put our PJs on and we're going to brush our teeth. We're going to read a book and we're going to go to bed, right? And some of those very basic routines, they might, the details might look different, but more or less trying to maintain doing those things in the same order will help them feel like at least there's some solid ground under their feet, even if you're doing it in a different place at a different time. And then the parts of the routine that are going to change, you warn them about ahead of time. So for example, there was a night before we left Michigan to come down to Arizona where all of our stuff was out of our house. It was already on the moving truck and it they had left and they were on, on their way. And so we'd we had to stay at a friend's house for that night. And so we told them about that ahead of time. And again, you make an adventure, say we're going to go stay at our friend's house and they're going to have, we're going to have a camp out. We're going to all be kind of staying in the same room. And my kids are way into this idea of like a camp out lately, probably because we went to camp in the summer. And so, you know, we just say like, Oh, it's, we're going to go and we're going to have a camp out at our friend's house. Um, And they think that's cool. But then again, when we get there, within the context of the camp out, we try to maintain the pieces of the routine, right? So we have dinner then we get our PJs on and we brush our teeth and we kind of go through our normal bedtime routine, even if we're in a different place. And then now that we're in our new house, even though we don't have most of the stuff that we would normally use, we still try to maintain at least some of those routines. And now that the kids are in school, we're actually trying to establish new, slightly different routines to have them be successful in terms of getting up in the morning and having breakfast and getting our clothes on for school and we need to get in our car seats and off, you know, we make sure our lunch is packed and we have our backpack and we're in the car and we're off and establishing that as a routine for school um, and sort of using the fact that we're starting school as a, as a catalyst for making that routine uh, it has been really successful as well. So we're still trying to figure it out. We certainly haven't done everything perfectly. There've been tough moments for all of us along the way, including me and my wife and all of our kids. Uh, but we are doing the best that we can. And uh, that's kind of what we've done uh, so far. Like I said, I want to do a lot more on this topic in future episodes when I have a little bit more of my like access to research and, and time to sit down and do some really meaningful writing. But I want to do at least get a couple of these ideas out to share with you because I promised this episode a long time ago. Um, so I hope that this was helpful to you to at least hear about our experience and hear about how one pediatrician dad tackled this big move or am, am actively tackling it to try to help out. I am very excited for the episodes that I have on the docket for the rest of the year. I'm going to try uh, my hardest to like come back strong here um, and get you that weekly episode every Thursday from here on out. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about 
uh, some back to school stuff. I know many of y'all have been back to school for a while, but mine just started yesterday. So uh, we're going to figure that out. Talk a little bit about common infections in the fall and what we're seeing uh, in various communities around the country, including kind of keeping an eye on flu season and when flu season's getting started. There's been a lot of research and media discussion about some of the new products that are available um, that are designed to protect uh, kids and adults from things like RSV and COVID. So I'm going to talk a little bit about those in an episode uh, soon once I have time to kind of pull all of that together. Uh, I've got a book review of a book called The Intentional Father. I did a book club with some of my dad friends in Michigan before uh, I left. So that's going to be a fun uh, episode. I'm going to share some of my thoughts, some of their thoughts uh, about that book. Um, Definitely recommend it strongly. Uh, I'm going to do a journal club episode about a very common medication that we use that maybe we need to use a little less often. I'm also headed to the American Academy of Pediatrics annual conference next weekend. So I'm going to share what I'm learning there. Um, So there's a lot going on. We are not slowing down. Uh, We're going to be back and at it every week uh, from here on out. So I am very excited about that. If there's a topic you want to hear about, if one of those I just threw out, um, sounded particularly interesting. You want more about that? Or if there's something that I haven't talked about yet that you want to hear about, I would love for you to connect with me and tell me about that. You can find me on social media. I'm at Docs to Dads Pod on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me on LinkedIn by searching Dr. Scott Grant or Docs to Dads. That's Docs, the number two dads. Uh, if you don't do social media, that's fine. Shoot me an email docstodadspod at gmail.com, or you can use the contact page at docstodads.com as well. I really want to say thank you so much to you for taking time to listen uh, to this episode this week and all the other episodes that you might have listened to. I'm so grateful to all of you who make me a small part of your weekly routine, uh, and it really means a lot to me, and I'm, I'm excited to be back and sharing great parenting child health and mental health content with you guys in the coming weeks. I want to say thanks as always to Phil Rabon for editing this show. And I want to encourage you to tune in next week where I'm going to give a little bit more of an update, but more from the professional side and what this move means for me professionally related to my new job and what that's going to look like uh, and how I'm hoping that Docs to Dads will sort of integrate uh, with that new job. In the meantime, if you know anyone in the Phoenix metro area, especially in the East Valley uh, suburbs of Phoenix, who might be looking for a pediatrician, I want to just ask, please put them in touch with me uh, or, or put me in touch with them. I would love to connect with them. I am going to be working on actively building up my own patient panel and finding families that I get to serve directly as a pediatrician, really for the first time in my career as I transition away from academics and into more independent practice. And so I'm I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that uh, next week. But if you know anyone, please send them my way, send them my social media uh, or my email, and I'd love to, to connect with them and see if I could get them uh, into my new office, which I start at next week. Uh, Until then, remember that what you do as a dad matters. Keep building healthier dads, happier kids, and stronger communities. Thanks so much. The information included in this podcast and other Docs to Dads platforms is intended for your education and entertainment only. It is not intended as medical advice, and should not replace a relationship with a primary care pediatrician or other provider who will give the most appropriate recommendations for your individual situation.